48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Tom McElindon. The headlines. There's been a mixed reaction to the news that the operators of Hong Kong's four container terminals are teaming up. The government says air quality here has improved dramatically in the past five years, but a switch to electric vehicles is needed. And Hong Kong's Catholic bishop is laid to rest. An academic has welcomed an alliance formed this week between four container port operators, saying it'll boost Hong Kong's competitiveness in regional maritime logistics. Wang Wai Hung from Hang Seng University says the city's ranking in this area has been falling over the past few years. She was speaking after the Competition Commission began investigating the alliance between Hutchison and Wharf Control port operators amid concerns over its impact on competition. The Hong Kong Seaport Alliance effectively controls 23 of the 24 berths at the Kwai Ching Container Terminals. They are taking over most of the market in Hong Kong. Yes, Hong Kong is not only competing as herself. Hong Kong is competing with the rest of the world on this Pearl River Delta region. So um, I think with this alliance, hopefully uh, they can have more effectiveness and in terms of the facility usage so that they can have a better service, not only to the shipping lines, but also to uh, the shippers. But the head of the Hong Kong Shippers Council has expressed concern about a negative impact on competition. Sunny Ho called for more details on the alliance. We only have a press statement informing the industry and the public that they will form an alliance, but we want to know about the details. But however, we are seeing the limitations in terms of market size, in terms of choices, because essentially they will leave their users no choice, and that would be undesirable as far as competition is concerned. The government says overall air quality in the city has improved, with concentrations of major pollutants dropping by more than 50% over the past five years. However, the Environmental Protection Department says it's still concerned about roadside NO2 emissions and rising levels of ozone, which exceed the city's air quality objectives. Despite this, the department's Principal Environmental Protection Officer, Dr Kenneth Leung, says authorities have no plans to tighten air quality guidelines for ozone. If you look at the actual figures, the current AQO for ozone 160 for the eight-hour average, we already exceed this target. There's no way before we could actually revert the trend of the whole region that we could uh, move on to the next target, which is 100, much more tighter. So uh, it's not just by simply tightening uh, AQO standard could achieve an improvement in air quality. We will improve the air quality anyway, disregard of the target. The department's assistant director of environmental protection, Dave Ho, says the government's taken several steps to remove older polluting vehicles from the roads and would like to see all vehicles here converted to electric. He said this is easier for private cars as the technology has matured and the government's offering financial incentives to offset higher prices. However, he says it's a different story for commercial electric vehicles. The EV technology is yet to be uh, mature enough to fully take up commercial duties. Uh, for example, uh, their driving range is not adequate for supporting a full-day operation of commercial vehicle. And their prices are very high as compared with conventional uh, vehicles. Mr Ho says the government's offering bus companies incentives to switch to electric vehicles and funding to test them out.
The funeral service has taken place of Bishop Michael Young, the leader of Hong Kong's Catholic Diocese, who died last week at the age of 73. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, the chief secretary, Matthew Cheung, and a number of top government officials were among hundreds of mourners bidding farewell to the bishop at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception on Cane Road. Cardinal John Tong, the acting head of the city's Catholic community, presided over the funeral mass. And we are grateful to God for the 40 years that he served here as a priest and then as a bishop. He was a faithful priest and then a faithful bishop to the end. And he is now enjoying his eternal reward in heaven. Bishop Young was laid to rest at St. Michael's Cemetery. The operator of the Kai Tak cruise terminal has hit back a criticism from lawmakers that the multi-billion dollar wharf complex resembles a ghost town on most days. Jeff Bent, the managing director of Worldwide Cruise Terminals, says the facility was built six years ahead of schedule and surrounding development is four years behind, making it appear that there's a dearth of visitors. But he says ships were berthed there for almost 200 days last year, with another 60 days used for events and film shoots. He says the terminal's extremely busy and successful, and hoping to attract visitors from the express rail line via Guangdong. It's changing our catchment area from Guangdong province to Guangdong province and the surrounding provinces, 270 million people within a four-hour train ride. That said, there's also uh, cruise terminals in Shenzhen and Guangzhou that are very aggressively pursuing this same business. So there's uh, a lot more potential for us to tap the mainland market, but we have a lot of competition too. Education Secretary Kevin Youngs rejected concerns that a new national anthem law will increase Beijing's influence in the city's classrooms. The bill to introduce the legislation was gazetted today and will go before LegCo within two weeks. Under the law, it will be an offence to disrespect the March of the Volunteers. The anthem will also be taught in school, but Mr Youngs says he and not mainland authorities will set out the curriculum. It's a local legislation. And what the legislation, what the bill said is um, the, the Secretary for Education has to give directions to the schools so that they, the students could learn the national anthem at school and also they could learn the history and also the, the uh, necessary uh, attitude when they sing the national anthem. Uh, so it's just following the existing uh, local system the local education system in terms of uh, learning and teaching. So there's no question of any interference in the mainland. Meanwhile, Mr Young says schools will receive special grants this month to repair damage caused by severe typhoon Mankut last September. After the storm, the government said primary and secondary schools could apply for up to $150,000, while kindergartens could apply for up to 50000 At a school ceremony, Mr Young said more than 990 schools and kindergartens had applied for funds, totaling more than $76 million. A group of conservationists is warning that Hong Kong's last remaining intact dragon kiln could be destroyed by housing development nearby. The town planning board last month approved the demolition of an abandoned school next to the Castle Peak Pottery Kiln to make way for two blocks of public flats. But the Dragon Kiln Concern Group says heavy construction work just 30 metres away could wreck the site. This allows the Concern Group's vice chairperson. In order to start demolition work, they need to go through this path. On this path is actually the kiln, when large trucks, sometimes carrying building parts, are being ferried to and from on this road. In that demolition, when they're knocking things down, how does that affect this kiln, which there's no concrete 
to build a dragon kiln. Dragon kilns are built with bricks that are just fitted and locked together. And obviously, right now, the piling for a 42-story building is of great concern for us. Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen has named Su Cheng Chang as the island's premier, the second time he's held the office. Previous premier William Lai and the entire cabinet resigned in the wake of the ruling Democratic Progressive Party's poor showing in local elections in November. Mr Su's a former DPP chairman who served briefly as premier under former President Chen Shui-bian in 2006. Analysts say that with the presidential election just a year away, the independence-leaning DPP needs to shore up support for its cross-strait policy and bolster the island's economy. The Foreign Ministry says an American supplier of college sports sportswear appears to be acting on misinformation after it cut ties with a Chinese company that allegedly uses forced labour from a Xinjiang internment camp. The Associated Press says Badger Sportswear would no longer do business with the Chinese firm nor import goods from that region. The firm, Hertien Taida, has denied using forced labour, saying it employed camp trainees to help alleviate poverty. Research led by the Chinese Academy of Sciences has debunked previous reports that suggest a pause in global warming in recent years. The findings, published in the US journal Science, say the latest technology shows no hiatus ever existed. A key factor in the more accurate numbers is an ocean monitoring fleet of some 4,000 floating robots that drift through the oceans, diving every few days to 2,000 metres to take measurements. President Trump has renewed his threat to declare a national emergency in order to fund his planned border wall without the approval of Congress. On a visit to the border in Texas, he said he had the absolute right to declare an emergency and would almost definitely do so if Congress fails to fund the wall. Mr Trump said an extension to the wall on the border with Mexico was the only way to prevent human trafficking and many deaths. This is common sense. They need a barrier, they need a wall. If you don't have it, it's going to be nothing but hard work and grueling problems. And by the way, and death, and death, a lot of death. Mr Trump accused the Democrats of pursuing an open border policy. He blamed them for the three-week government shutdown. Police in Las Vegas have issued a warrant demanding a DNA sample from the Portuguese football star Cristiano Ronaldo as part of their investigation into rape allegations made against him. His lawyer said it was a very standard request. The footballer denies assault. Here's the BBC's Dan Johnson. Catherine Mayorga met Cristiano Ronaldo in a Las Vegas nightclub ten years ago. She claims he sexually assaulted her later in a hotel room. Police reopened the investigation last year and have asked for a DNA sample through authorities in Italy, where Ronaldo now plays. His lawyer, Peter Christiansen, said Ronaldo had always maintained that what happened was consensual and that therefore it would not be surprising if there was DNA evidence. Miss Mayorga claims the Portugal and former Manchester United striker paid her nearly £300,000 to keep quiet. Hong Kong Airlines says it's repaid a debt of almost $4.3 billion more than a week before it was due. The airline says it will also be able to settle a 4.8 billion batch of bonds that fall due at the end of this month. Reports say China Development Bank has provided fresh funds to the carrier to ride out a cash crunch. The airline, controlled by the struggling H&A Group, has insisted it is business as usual and that reports that it could halt operations are groundless. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,563, 41 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $48 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.24 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar 15 cents, and the pound's worth 10 Hong Kong dollars. Now to sports, and here's Atom Joe.
We start with football. Jordan, uh, the first team to reach the knockout stage of the Asian Cup. They beat Syria 2-0 to make it two wins out of two. Tonight, defending champions Australia kick off against Palestine. The Socceroos lost to Jordan last week and are currently group bottom. Here's the Australia coach, Graham Arnold. Four years ago is a long time and uh, it's completely a different team than what we had four years ago. Four years ago it was played in Australia on home soil. This one is here in the UAE in the Middle East and it's a totally different team. So we don't even, you know, you you guys can ask those questions about four years ago but uh, I'm sure you've done a lot in your life in the last four years yourself and uh, we've all moved on. Uh, it was a great memory for Australian football, of course, but now it's 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 all about the moment. We are, you know, we handed the trophy back the day before the tournament started, the UAE Bahrain game, and uh, the, the trophy's there to be won again. In Group C, Philippines take on China. Sven Joran Eriksson is the Philippines head coach, and he's set to face his old friend Marcelo Lippi, who's the China coach. We met many times. We had many dinners together. I won many bets, he won other bets, dinner, good wine. I know him since, I don't know, 1980s, something like that. And I don't know how many matches we played against each other, many, in Italy and in China. The former world number one tennis player Andy Murray says the Australian Open could be his last tournament because of the hip injury that's derailed his career. The 31-year-old said he trained in the off-season with the goal of making one last run at Wimbledon where he ended the 77-year drought for British men. But now he isn't sure if he'd make it. I said to my team, look, I think I can kind of get through this until Wimbledon. That is where, where I would like to... That's where I would like to stop um, stop playing. But I, I'm, I'm also not certain I'm able to do that. <laughs> On the ice, John Tavares has reached a personal milestone. He scored twice to help the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the New Jersey Devils 4-2. Tavares now has 300 NHL goals. The league-leading Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Carolina Hurricane 3-1 thanks to a pair of third-period goals from Braden Point. Justin Williams also recorded his 300th goal, though he was on the losing end. And for the 14th straight time, the Washington Capitals have beaten the Boston Bruins. The Caps won 4-2. Alex Ovechkin made the highlights by flipping Boston captain Zdeno Chara over the boards. Chara is the NHL's tallest player ever at six foot nine. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung there. And to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. There's been a mixed reaction to the news that the operators of Hong Kong's four container terminals are teaming up. The government says air quality here has improved dramatically in the past five years, but a switch to electric vehicles is needed. The late Hong Kong Catholic Bishop Michael Young is laid to rest. And Education Secretary Kevin Young rejects concerns that a new national anthem law will increase Beijing's influence in the city's classrooms. That's the news from RTHK. Where my skin grows old, where my breath runs cold, I'll be thinking about you, about you.
seconds from my heart I pull it from the door helpless I surrender shackled by your love holding me like this poison on your lips only when it's over the silence hits so hard cause it was almost love it was almost love It was almost love, it was almost love When I heard that sound And the walls came down I was thinking about you Thinking about you Yeah, my skin grows old Yeah, my breath runs cold I'll be thinking about you Thinking about you When I Love, it was almost we bleed ourselves in vain. How tragic is this game? 